one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by actor, comedian, writer, and TV host, Mr. Jim J. Bullock. How's it going, Jim? Oh, great, Scott. How are you doing? I am doing great. Uh, so, and also, the newly moved Jim J. Bullock. Maybe I should have added that in there, too. Maybe. <laughs> yes, the recently relocated Jim recently J. Bullock, relocated. yeah. So what what was it uh, what was it that made you uh, relocate? Um, you know, I just I've been in LA for since uh, the late seventies, and I just this opportunity came up for me down here in Palm Springs. So I always say down here in, from in Palm Springs, it's not down; it's like east of LA. But yeah. for some yeah. reason. Everyone says we're going down to Palm Springs or something. So, and you know, it's where the natural migration of a sixty, you know, plus gay man. So, I'm flying with the flock. So, uh, it, so it gets pretty hot there too. Well, I guess that's most of California, but it's pretty cool there as well. Yeah, it? yeah. It does. It gets very, 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 very hot. Horribly hot in the summer, but then you're balanced out by this time of year and the mountains. Around that that surround you are snow capped, and it's it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's a it. This is what this is where the snowbirds come, and this is why people love Palm Springs. The summer there's like three months in the summer that are really, really hard. But you know, there's every place has its its minuses and its pluses. You know, so. Um, oh, yeah. I'll take the three. I'll take the three hot summer months and and have the beauty the rest of the time. And and I love the desert. There's something about the desert that has always, always, always attracted me. So I'm finally a desert rat. So uh, Jim, uh, to start out, I have to say you were in my favorite film, Spaceballs. Mel Brooks's <laughs> Spaceballs. That has that is my favorite film of all. Can you tell? Really? Us? Yeah, I, I love Spaceballs. Wow. Uh, well, a lot of people do. Thank God it's become a classic, you know, cult classic. And, you know, who knew? I didn't, I, I really didn't have that many films that I got to do, uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, I got to do two films with two great directors. I worked with, uh, of course, Mel Brooks and Spaceballs yeah. and Blake Edwards in um, Switch. Uh, but who knew that Spaceballs would become this, you know, this cult classic. And, and it was this bizarre, you know, my agent submitted me on it and I went in and I read for Mel Brooks in his office at MGM at the time. And I was just so unhinged and I could not get my nerves down. I was so nervous and just, I was all over the place. I just was so crazy. And, he said, he really tried to calm me down and read me. And, and he said, you know what, kid? I don't know what you can do, but I'm giving you this role. <laughs> 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 so I had the role, you know, when I left. And so it was this, uh, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy audition meeting him. And it was just like a flash of lightning. I don't remember hardly much about it at all, except the fact that I was just, I, c I just couldn't calm down. I was just so nervous. Oh, I bet. I mean, you're Dude. in front of probably uh, the most genius and one of the most successful show business legends ever. Yeah. I know. 
Yeah. And you know, I hear that, that, that they're doing a Spaceballs too. I've heard that that's been greenlit and that it's actually going to go and Mel Brooks is, is, uh, is written it and, and that it's all happening. I don't know if that's true. I've also heard that they're going to do Spaceballs, the Broadway musical, and I don't know if that's true either. But anyway, I hope in any one of those cases that they would want to bring back Prince Valiant. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been going on. I think that rumor's been around for a while that they were going to do uh, Spaceballs 2 or uh, um, uh, the Spaceballs musical. Yeah, I, Right, I, I yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've so, heard it, yeah. It's been a while. So let's hope that happens. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> I, I, so Mel's, Mel's like 93, so I guess that he, he better hurry up there. Uh, hopefully uh, it'll happen yeah. soon. I know. No, I know. Time is time is not on our side here, Scott. Time no, is no. not on our side. <laughs> I know. I know. So, um, so what are you up to these days? I see you pop up uh, on television from time to time. Last time I saw you, you were with Caroline Ray on, on her show, Caroline and Friends. Oh yeah, I did Caroline and Friends about, uh, which is for those who don't know, it's a game show on the Game Show Network yeah. with Caroline Ray, and she was so lovely. And I did it with Jack Kay Harris, friend, and she was so. And I had actually known Jack Kay from the Hollywood Squares years. And so it was really great getting to work with her again and, and have fun. We all had a, a ball. I guess the thing that uh, I did that's going to be airing uh, in January or February is I'm going to be on the next season of, of, of Worst Cooks in America. Oh. And on the Celebrity Edition. And so that's we shot that already, and it was really <laughs> Really, an amazing experience. You think it's you think it's going to be wacky and crazy, and you know, but I mean, it's you really work hard, and it's long hours and cooking, and having to really pay attention and focus, and trying to do your best. I mean, I wasn't there to be a clown, you know. So uh, that that was uh, an amazing experience that I got to have. So. That airs in February, I think, the next season of that. So, so you had touched on uh, Hollywood Squares. You were with John yes. Davidson and Shadow Stevens, who uh, I've actually yeah. gotten, gotten to interview Shadow, and he's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, Isn't he? Yeah, I know. He's, he's so nice. Oh, so great. I mean, are you still friends with uh, Shadow? I am still friends with him, and um, you actually remind me because um, – I have another friend who is in, I, I belong to this church choir and uh, this, uh, he had met Shadow and Shadow said, you know, call me. So I owe him a call because I haven't talked to him in, a, in quite some time. So I, he had given me his number and everything. So I, I owe him a call. Uh, so uh, thanks for reminding me. Oh, absolutely. No problem. No problem. Uh, but uh, Shadow talked to me for like an hour. We talked about his um, incredible career. And uh, but, anyways, this is about you. This is about you. <laughs> we can talk about Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Probably more interesting. So uh, they they place you uh, mainly up in the top. I have to think about the top left hand corner there. Yeah, actually, top right hand corner. Or top so, right hand corner. Yeah, uh, yeah. My well, my right, my right. Uh, <laughs> I get you're, you're the audience right, yeah. left. <laughs> no, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, but pretty much was that your permanent seating position that they had you in? Yes, and, you know, every once in a while, uh, Joan Rivers was the center square, and she, 
she would go and do, she would be gone. And every once in a while, they would move me into center square. So I got to, uh, you know, be center square several times. And, and actually, one time, John Davison, who was the host, he hurt himself in a tennis I don't know, he, he did something to himself. He hurt himself. Right. And I actually hosted the show for two weeks, and that was being shot out of a rocket. That was really fun and exciting. And uh, I learned a lot doing that about hosting. That was amazing. I also like the, uh, the April Fool's episode uh, that you see, can see on, uh, on uh, uh, YouTube there uh, that you guys did, the famous uh, April Fool's one. Which one is that? Oh, uh, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. I, I I'll have to look it up on YouTube. I, I I've, I've forgotten so much uh, oh. about. <laughs> I mean, I you know, with Hollywood Squares, the thing about Hollywood Squares is is that uh, you know, I, I love doing it, and it was it's probably one of my most favorite jobs that I've ever had in my career because it was just playing tic-tac-toe and having a great time and meeting all these amazing celebrities. I mean, that would come through and then the up, the up and coming celebrities like Brad Pitt, who Brad Pitt was, you know, he wasn't even famous yet when he did Hollywood squares, but he was right on the cusp of, of his fame. And so I, I forget who all I work with, but, you know, legends like Phyllis Diller and, and, and Mel, Mel, uh, Mel Brooks, not, not Mel Brooks, uh, Milton Berle and people like that, you know, just crazy, crazy people that I grew up with watching a kid when I was growing up in West Texas. And all of a sudden I'm sitting here having dinner with them and, and spending the day with them. It was an amazing experience. talked to uh, uh, quite a few people um, from the Hollywood Squares and, uh, that I've been fortunate enough to, to interview, um, but uh, you are my favorite that I've gotten to interview. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks, Scott. That's so nice of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I won't tell that to Shadow. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That'll be our, our, our little secret, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, um... I want to talk about uh, you have a acting mentor uh, and actually a very famous one, Mr. Ted Knight. Oh my God! Yeah, Ted. Ted was um, Ted was my mentor, and he was my show business dad. You know, because he was the uh, you know he really took me under his wing, and, and he really liked me, and he wanted to teach me. Um, what he knew and, and he really saw himself in me as a, as a younger man and a younger actor and it was all happening for him. And I was really lucky that I got to my first, my first, you know, sh- shot out of the gate was a show that was so wonderful that lasted for six years. I mean, that was the first thing. I mean, I did, I had done a very, uh, a film that no one ever saw called full moon high, but other than that, I had not worked professionally, and then all of a sudden, I'm on a network show with these great people, and, and Audrey Meadows, and Ted Knight, and, and again, the list goes on of the legendary people that came through that show that I got to work with, and spent a week with, but Ted was awesome, and, uh, you know, I was very nervous about the show, and I didn't know anything about Ted, other than him being Ted Baxter, and I thought, oh, God, he's going to be 
this egotistical, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, and he he was he 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 was that you know you weren't on that you could not walk on the set without knowing that he was a star. Ted was a TV star, and and if you didn't know that it was his show when you came into the door of that studio, you know it. Well, <laughs> you know by the time you were in. Uh, but he was also a very smart man, a very generous man, and always willing and wanting his guest stars and co-stars to be the best they could be because the better you are, the better he looks and the better the show is. So he never, he always supported us to do our best. And so that's very fortunate that he didn't stifle my humor. He didn't, that's too funny, you know, give it to me. Because I've heard there were horror stories of people that would, you know, stars that would take the comedy away from their co-stars because they were funny. And they wanted to be the star. But yeah, Ted right, was very right. generous about that. Yeah, so he let you kind of share share the spotlight then? Absolutely. And we had a great chemistry together. We just worked together really, really well. We were the, you know, Laurel and Hardy of, of that show, you know. Now, were you also uh, doing Hollywood Squares at, at that same time while you were working on, on that show? No, Squares actually happened in, uh, Too Close for Comfort ended in 19... 19- 86, I think, and Hollywood Square started in 87. Oh, okay. So it was like a year later. So uh, something else that I found interesting about you, uh, uh, Jim, is that um, I, I know I'm kind of going backwards here, starting with the early life of uh, your your life, but you originally went to school for being an uh, evangelical Christian minister over yes. at uh, Oklahoma Baptist University. That's right. Yeah, so... I was uh, going to be... So, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, do you... Uh, what happened? I wasn't sure how, how, how to word that, but yeah. No, no, what, you know, that's, uh, that's what I thought I was going to do. Because I grew up in the church, and I grew up um, singing. I, I didn't know anything about uh, my uh, being gay. I mean, I, I knew that I was gay early on. But I didn't know that, I, you know, no one talked about being gay back then. It was like something you didn't talk about. And um, I, I actually didn't really realize that until I got into my 20s. On Too Close for Comfort, is that, as a matter of fact, when I started coming into acceptance of where I was and who I was. And, but in, uh, during my high school years and everything, I was sort of, you know, I was very odd and awkward and uh, I was funny, but, uh, you know, I, I sort of found acceptance through being funny. But where I really found acceptance was in the church. And I was a very, very, um, you know, passionate teenage boy in Sherwood Baptist Church growing up. And uh, it was, uh, we had a great music program, and, and that's where I learned to sing. And, and so I just thought that was going to be the natural evolution of what I was going to do with my life is, take my, my voice and, and sing for God. And so I went to OBU, uh, and I, I went in as a voice uh, major and then was cast in a production the end of my first year, beginning of my second year, in a production of Godspell. And, and Godspell was pivotal in, in my life about, me making the choices and going in the direction I went in. Um, and my whole 
sophomore year was about Godspell. And so it was sort of like at the end of my sophomore year, I went, you know what? This is what I want. This is what I want. So I'm going to go for this. And so I, I left school and I came out to LA and I was 21 and, you know, uh, I was ready to take the world on. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. So uh, were your parents all uh, supportive of you when you decided to go into show business instead of being the... That's a, that's a good question. And no, my, my mother was uh, terrified. My dad just wanted me to be happy, but it was so alien. You know, my dad was, he works, you know, he was an oil man. So we were, you know, middle class and, and you know, we... we uh, Show business. It was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, who does that? People like us don't do things like that. And that's other people in the world that live out in California and New York. They do things like that, but not people like us. And so my mother was very unhappy that I had decided to do that. She was very happy that I was going to go into the ministry, but very unhappy that I had decided to go out to L.A. and and pursue an acting career. So once you started to become um, successful in show business, did they kind of start to then support you? You know, it's interesting. All through the two plus four, they were very proud of me, and they were very happy for me, and and they loved that I was having success. But even even, uh, for many years, during Too Close for Comfort and after Too Close for Comfort ended, you know, it was done. <laughs> so you need to come home and uh, <laughs> you need to, you know, maybe think about getting back into the, you know, ministry and, and finding a nice girl. And, you know, I didn't come out to my parents until I was like in my 30s. Although I always look back and I go, I can't even believe that I had to tell them. But, you know, I didn't tell them until I was like 35 and, 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 where I had found self-acceptance. But up until that point, my mother was always wanting me to find the right girl and come home and settle down and get a real job. Because show business wasn't a real job. It was something that happened that I was lucky and it happened and it was like a one-shot thing. And it was many years that it took, especially my mother, to realize that this was a career. There's there's good years, bad years, there's easy years, there's hard years, you know, and I was really so lucky early on to have, have it so good. So was the uh, Jim Jay and Tammy Faye show kind of a tribute to your early stages of wanting to become an evangelical Christian minister? Absolutely. Well, was it a tribute, but you know, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. but no, but I, I, you know, I love Tammy. And, and I understood Tammy because I was from her world. And, you know, I'm a Christian. Uh, I, I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a believer of Jesus, and I believe in him. And same here, I, same here. I, 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 and, and, but I hesitate saying Christian in today's world because it, Christians have sort of gotten a, you know, they're not real popular right now with, you know, all, you know. Right, right. So it's like, uh, you know, uh, I, but... With Tammy and her coming from her world and and me understanding her world so well and still a part of it, but in a a more, a more um, all encompassing way, you know, a broader a broader sense. 
of of the term, you know, I I could deal with her her close-mindedness a little bit. And Tammy wasn't close-minded at all. I don't mean to say she was. But I could just understand where she was coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, how how did she handle this scandal with her husband? Did she handle it quite well? Was she okay? Well, Tammy was an amazing person at, at uh, kind of moving on in life. And she never let that hold... I mean, they went through hell, you know, right. for sure. It right. was a horrible, horrible time for her and and Jim and, and the whole family, you know. But, you know, Tammy moved on, and she uh, she she didn't ever bad talk, you know, Jim. She never, um, you know, said people make mistakes, and, and we hopefully learn from them. And, you know, so... Uh, I thought it was actually... She was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but I just want to say I thought it was a very sweet interview that uh, Larry King did with uh, Tammy Faye uh, during her final final days. Um, very uh, yeah, literally, yeah. literally her her the day the next day she passed away. I mean, that was an amazing interview. You know, she she looked really terrible. Yeah, you know, she did. Yeah. and only Tammy would would do something like that. You know, Tammy loved uh, attention and she loved people and, and she loved, you know, uh, only Tammy would, most people would not do that. Most people would go, I, I can't be seen like this, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah. I, I remember having some friends tell me that I was also watching that interview that said, wow, she just doesn't look good and... Um, you you knew that that she was on on the brink of uh, passing away pretty soon, and uh, I, I I just really think that was one of the best interviews that was ever given um, that Larry King did. Well, and you could uh, it was for Tammy. It was such a uh, it was such an amazing uh, assurance of her faith. She was she knew what her very near future was and she was not afraid she was like i'm ready let's, let's you know let's yeah, do it absolutely. uh so you know it was really a testament because tammy was very uh her faith was everything to her and that was not an act i mean the makeup yes she knew about the makeup she knew she she told me once she said you know a clown never takes its makeup off in public and it's like um wow wow Tammy, that's so profound. Oh my God, you know, it's like, and, and that, you know that about yourself, you know, that your makeup has become your trademark. And because, you know, people would want, they on, on the show, they wanted to do a makeover all the time with her. They wanted to have someone come in and take it all off and tone it down. And she was like, no, this is who I am. I'm not going to, I'm not changing this for anyone. I like it, you know, Absolutely. and I love that about her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way that it should go. Absolutely. So uh, there's also uh, something else that you did. I have to say that I really liked that you did. Uh, you had hosted Super Sloppy Double Dare with Mark Summers and Harvey competing against each other. <laughs> I thought that was just the um, coolest. I mean, you were slipping and sliding all over the stage pretty much. I'd love to see that again. That was a mess. That was fun. I mean, it was, it was, but it was just, I would, is that available out there on YouTube? I mean, can yes, you see that? Yes, I mean, yes. if it is, I need to look it up. I have to look that up. 
<laughs> that was fun. That was great. Mark Summers is, is a great guy, and we go way back. So I know, I know. Awesome Actually, I was talking to Mark about getting him on my show, and uh, so he'll, he'll be appearing on, on my show next year. Uh, but um, Mark is just great. I mean, uh, just a natural at what he did, and uh, just a, yeah, like I said, natural-born TV host. Absolutely. Great guy, too. Oh, absolutely. So, um, also, is there uh, anything that I... I don't really have anything right now that I've, I'm even working on, other than, you know, Worst Cooks is coming up next spring. Uh, so, it's sort of, I'm just been kind of, this past year, I had uh, both my knees replaced uh, about two and a half years, and then, uh, you know what, I'm taking care of myself, and, and I to take care of myself, to get that taken care of. And, and as I've gotten my life back. I mean, it's amazing how well I've recovered from that. And so I'm just, you know, moving and getting settled and whatever's next is next. It's just sort of like whatever's around the corner, I'll find out when I get around the corner. Yeah, that's true. So one, one final question before I let you go, Jim. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into show business? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you want it, if it's what you really want, then you got to go for it. You can't let anyone else say no or talk you out of it or, or tell you you can't. There's a million people who are going to tell you you can't do anything. Uh, and, and you can't wait, put yourself up against the odds of what's out there. You just have to go, this is what I want, and I'm going to go for it. And uh, if it happens, it happens. I mean, that's how I was. If I went... I don't know that anything's going to happen for me when I was a young man and I went out to L.A. And I could have sat there and thought about, who am I to do this? But I thought, I, this was just where I needed to share this with my with others. And so it was like, um, if, you, if it's what you want, go for it. Nothing gained, nothing lost, right? Absolutely. Or nothing lost. Nothing, maybe the other way around. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to find out, and there's only one way to find out, and that's doing it. I mean, it seems like that the business is always changing every every three seconds. It seems like. Oh, constantly. I mean, it's moved so beyond you know me and what I know is of the of what the business was when I was starting, and I watch shows like The Voice, and I just go, <laughs> singers didn't exist like that back in the day. I mean. Singers, the bar has been right. I don't know how these singers, these guys do it. These, you know, these young people get up there and they're so good. Yeah. They're so amazing. They're so seasoned and professional. And it's like, well, where are they going to go from here? You know, they're so good at, at this beginning in their life, in their career. You know, where are they going to go from here? But, um, yeah, it is a whole different animal than what it was when I started. But if, if it's what you want, it, you know, you do what, hap- do what makes you happy, you know. Absolutely. I, Life I, is hard I, enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, Jim, I want to thank you so much for your time. Scott, thank you for having me on your show. Please, will you This has been a while, and this has been, I would love to, and this has been a while in the making. I mean, we've tried, you you reached out to me, and we've sort of like, and I was like, well, I can't do it because I'm moving, and that was like months ago, and uh, so it's, it's good to be here, finally, talking to you.
Absolutely. I hope to see you on another game show soon. Thank you. And I hope to be on another one soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, Jim, God bless you. And, I mean, take take care and good luck with everything. Thanks, Scott. Same to you, and I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.